Welcome to our show. The name of our show is What Do You Think? My name is Missy. And my name is Missy's brother. Yep. Okay, Robert. There we go. All right. Welcome back to our show. Okay. Now we're going to talk about something that there's some questions come in about a specific part of Luke. And most of you know the story in some form, but it's about the rich man and Lazarus. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read scripture. It's kind of long. So if you doze off, wake back up and then look at it because it's in chapter 16 and it's 19 through 31. Um, And then we'll get to some questions about this. So now there was a rich man and he he habitually dressed in purple and fine linen, joyously living in the splendor every day. Poor man named Lazarus was laid at his gate covered with sores and longing to be fed with the crumbs which are falling from the rich man's table. Besides, even the dogs were coming and licking his sores. Now the poor man died and was carried away by the angels to Abraham's bosom, and the rich man also died and was buried. In Hades he lifted his eyes up, being in torment, and saw Abraham far away, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in agony in this flame. But Abraham said, Child, remember that during your life you received your good things, and likewise Lazarus bad things. But now he is being comforted here, and you are in agony. And besides all this between us and you, there is a great chasm fixed, so that those who wish to come over from here to you will not be able to, and that none may cross over from there to us. And he said, Then I beg you, Father, that you send him to my father's house, for I have five brothers, in order that he may warn them that they will not also come to this place of torment. Abraham said, They have Moses and the prophets to let them hear them. But he said, No, Father Father Abraham, if someone goes to them from the dead, they will repent. But he said to him, If they do not listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be persuaded, even if someone rises from the dead. And before we get to the questions, what we're going to, I'm going to say about this real quick is, this is a parable. So this is a story that Jesus is telling. Doesn't mean that this is how things actually are. His point is a little bigger than just the the details of what uh, the parable is telling. He's he's really kind of telling a story in order to make a point. Mm -hmm. He's also telling it to the Pharisees, who were some of the ruling class of that time, and they were very wealthy, Mm -hmm. and they loved money. They loved to, to show off how much money they had. So his point really came down to not uh, not a lot of the detail of the story, but what happened for Lazarus versus what happened for the rich ruler. Mm-hmm. So the questions are... Well, first let me just say that the Lazarus is not the Lazarus that was raised from the dead. Correct. That is correct. This now is, we know of because this is a parable. So. Parable, so... He used okay. a name that he knew that Lazarus was a friend of his. So this question comes from Teresa Nahabedian, one of my closest friends, and she has asked three questions. So can you can you go to hell by being selfish? Do you want me to ask them all at once? No, let's just let's, yeah go ahead and ask them once, and we'll take them one at a time. And then um, the the next one is why did why did the man pray to Abraham and not Jesus? Mm-hmm. And the third is can people in hell see people in heaven across the chasm. Right. Those are her three questions, which I thought were really good questions. Oh, yeah, all of them great questions. Um, the first question, again, was can you go to hell for being selfish? The answer is a little more complicated, but easy, mm-hmm. because there's only one thing that sends anyone to hell, and that is um, not belief in Jesus Christ. Yeah. Acceptance of Jesus Christ as our Savior 
It doesn't matter then because there's selfishness involved in all of our lives. We all live in the flesh. Mm-hmm. We're all part of this world. So there's selfish desires that we have, things that we want that are about self. But there's a difference between putting self ahead of God. Right. When you do that, that's, 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 a, that's a separation that can't be overcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once the belief and the acceptance of Christ in our heart, then that's the only thing if okay. you do not do that cool thing about some of the scripture that you'll read is that it says um, and I think we just read it in Hebrews that he died once for all Mm -hmm. so whoever's listening to this right now he died for you Mm -hmm. that means everybody that means all sin has already been paid so you just have to open your heart and accept exactly so if it's already paid all you have to do is accept it it's exactly right Right. So it's already done. Mm-hmm. If you don't accept it, it's still already paid. That doesn't mean that you're you've, you're going to have that. You're going to be standing before the Father God and say, "Oh well, I want it now after you've died." Yeah. You've got this lifetime to accept that. Mm-hmm. But it's already paid. I got it. Cool. Clear, 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 clear. All right. Clear, 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 So why did he pray to Abraham and not Jesus? Well, again, it's a, it's a story. It's a parable. I don't see, when I read it, I don't really see where he's praying to Abraham. It, his audience was the, the Pharisees, Sadducees, whatever you want to say, but this, mm-hmm. this specific is to the Pharisees. So he used Abraham because they didn't understand it. Okay. If he would have said he's praying to me, Jesus was the one telling the story. Oh, gotcha. So he can't really say Lazarus was praying to me. Mm-hmm. He he used Abraham because he said, notice it's Abraham's bosom. That would be something they understand because they their understanding of death was that then they they appeared in Abraham's bosom. Mm-hmm. So the Pharisees would understand that kind of content. Gotcha. Abraham was their father. He was the father of all of them, mm-hmm. and so that, that it made sense to them. But again, he couldn't really say. And he prayed to me. Yeah. Because they go what what <laughs> <laughs> exactly what. All right. Moving on. And the next question is, can people in hell see people in heaven and vice versa? Yeah, and the answer to that question is, uh, nobody knows. This parable doesn't, it's again. Nom, nom. <laughs> I thought about that a long time. It crept up on me in the middle of the night. But anyway, the, uh, the answer is nobody really knows. But mm-hmm. this parable doesn't, I don't think, answers that question, nor does it leave it open to where we can interpret it that way because it is just a story. Yeah. He's making a point that the rich guy was rich and he had everything on earth and the poor guy didn't have anything. So the reward was going to Lazarus in the long term. So Lazarus is actually spending eternity getting what the rich guy got for that very specific amount of time on earth. Yeah. So the answer is yes. Okay. What was the question again? Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Who's on first? (laughs) Well, but but it, again, it's a spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. So can they? Can those two see each other? I don't know. Let's let's define a little bit of what. Well, I can tell you that I think that people in heaven cannot see people in hell because that's a peaceful, happy heart. You're going to be with Jesus and be complete and full, and there's no sadness. So I would imagine that. You cannot see people in hell because that obviously would torment you and make you sad. Yes. That would be my guess. Awesome answer. And by the way, that's kind of close to what Jesus said Mm. when he was telling the story. Was that, and why would we want to? We're in in peace. Why are we going to go over here and and do this? Because it's not really going to be our focus. You know, everybody thinks, well, you know, I'll be 
uh, Hebrews 11 talks about the witnesses, but if your interpretation of that mm-hmm. is not people looking down from heaven and watching us, that's not what it means. It means those that came before us mm-hmm. who showed the way, and now we can live as they lived. That's what it means by witnesses. Uh, so it's not really talking about being able to look down uh, right. and, and see us. Uh, so, yeah, that's a good answer. Very good. Good job. Good you didn't need me on that one. We didn't even need you. Great question. Go away. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm coming back now. Oh. There we go. Oh, there we go. Okay, so we got some basic questions that everybody at some point in time uh, will ask. And I'm I'm just going to uh, kind of throw uh, one or two of them out here. But the, the big one that people, I think there's a lot of misunderstanding in things because there's so much talk and there's so much religion mm-hmm. that forms our opinions about things like heaven, like mm-hmm. hell, right. like angels, mm-hmm. all those kind of things. So just want to throw out a basic understanding of heaven and hell that may or may not be understood, but I think it's pretty scripturally sound. And as believers, it's where we should stand because mm-hmm. it's not, but it's not always taught in churches. So tell me, let's just talk about for a second. Okay. Um, some ideas about, let's say, heaven. Heaven. Yeah. Tell me about heaven. Well, you know, I did a big devotional on heaven. I did. So. Um, Randy Alcor, right? <laughs> no, I, I did a devotional. On no, I mean, but you used some of his stuff. Oh, I did. Because right? he has some great stuff. Yeah, I did use some of his stuff. Yeah. Um, so. You know, I did. I mean, I understand that it is a place where there are many mansions, many mansions. So, my research is more uh, physical, like what it might look like, you know, because one of the studies said, or uh, one of the guys who did the masses, like 38 er- yes. earths mm-hmm. or 68 earths laid out flat, um, and lots of room and peace, and that will actually be. Um, you know, have our personalities like we have, or just be fully, completely us, like we were meant to be in the in the beginning. Be cool. at peace. Right. Yeah. Good. Yeah, and get to walk with Jesus is the main thing. Like, how cool is that? What are the what are, what are the misunderstandings out there? I mean, we hear them. The misunderstandings would be probably what I thought in the beginning is like, you know, it's going to be boring. Um, are there angels up there on the cloud playing a harp? Wow, good. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I do know, but yeah. those are the things you thought of, and it just seemed like a uh, such a disconnect from it, like it was uh, not possible or not real, or just like you wouldn't have your own personality and be your own person and be able to do things, like build your own house. You're going to build your own house. You're going to plant your own garden, uh, things like that. Mm. Well, good stuff. True. Yeah. So that that would be my, you know, thoughts on heaven. Yeah, which, by the way, what she did was really good. If you get a chance, call her. I'll give you her phone number in a minute <laughs> and get her to send it to you. The devotional. <laughs> well, what was really cool about the devotional that I learned a lot, and it and it, it made it came, it made everything, like, from the Old Testament, the New Testament, it was the uh, parallels mm-hmm. that are in throughout the Bible that blow your mind. It's like, What? So I started doing the research on heaven, and uh, they're talking about the 12 temple gates made out of pearl. One pearl. I don't even know how that happens, one pearl. 
so the 12 temple gates, I started going 12, okay, 12 disciples. Mm-hmm. And then I started looking again, and I was like, oh, 12 tribes of Judah. Mm-hmm. And then you look at the temple, and the priest wore 12 stones on his mm-hmm. uh, vest. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not sure what it's called. <coughs> and um, his robe. Yeah. And the foundation of heaven is built on those 12 stones. Um. So all of that started being like, whoa, really cool, because everything was parallel from the beginning of the Bible to the end, to Revelation, to all that. So it all just kind of formed this beautiful little circle. Right. So I think the misconnecting, or the disconnect, not misconnect, what am I saying? Well, it could be misconnect, which would mean it'd be intentional. But the disconnect in religion is that heaven is um, this place we go, where we get to walk on streets of gold, and, <clears throat> and you, you hear the songs, and they're all pretty songs, mm-hmm. and all these things that are physical attributes to what we are now. Mm-hmm. The things that we would like to be, we'd like to have more gold, we'd like to walk on streets of gold, we'd like to have our own mansion, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. But it really comes down to heaven is about a relationship. Yeah. And that's what you just described. It becomes more than who we are because we're going to, you know, the the, the idea that uh, we're going to be individuals is right because why would he create us mm-hmm. as individuals now, give us a separate spirit, separate soul, and then say, oh, but when you come here, you're just going to be a big old massy lump. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. That, yeah. that, that doesn't follow logical, that's not logical thought. Mm-hmm. God's very logical. So when we are in, in heaven in his presence, is about that relationship. Mm-hmm. So when you're in hell, what is that about? Well, we got all the misconceptions. We'll talk about it in a second. But that the the other part of that is that if you're in hell, then you they are not in that relationship. There is a, the disconnect between us and God. Mm-hmm. So when you think of it that way, and we'll go back to um, the time when. I accepted Christ. Mm-hmm. Bef- the, before that happened, there was a burning. It was just horrible. Yeah. The loneliness and the, the, the feeling inside that was about just nothing. Yeah. There was despair. There was no mm-hmm. hope. Mm-hmm. And then Christ came into my life. And all that changed. Yeah. That was the difference. That was the big difference, right? There was Because it came about a relationship, and all of a sudden I had that hole that was in my heart that I didn't know was there. Mm-hmm. I just knew I wanted to fill it with drugs and sex and whatever else I could find at the time yeah. that, to fill that emptiness. Mm-hmm. And then he filled that emptiness, and it, all that went away. Yeah. But I can still think back to the time before that, and I can still remember how that burnt yeah. and how that felt to have despair, no hope. People in the world right now have no hope. Yeah. They look at the world and they say, there's no hope. Mm-hmm. There's only one. But it's not changing the world. Mm-hmm. It's changing us. Yeah. So if you want to get away from the despair of the world, get away from your own despair. Mm-hmm. So hell is no longer that place where you're laying in a coal of fire and you're burning up. Mm-hmm. Because it's not really about that. It's about the separation between us and God. So if you're in hell, you're separated from him. If you're in heaven, you're with him. Mm -hmm. And you've got that relationship. And there's only that choice here in this life to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Awesome. All right. Welcome to our rap show. Go. (laughs) I'm doing a backbeat for it. Okay. Welcome to our show. And I have a question. My brother. Um, so this is something I struggle with, and I still struggle with it. I've been a Christian since I was 17. 
So that's a long time. And she's um, eighteen. <laughs> it's a year. I've been struggling for a year. <laughs> so um, I think I was born with a Catholic guilt, and I'm not Catholic. No, but we were Episcopalian. We were, <laughs> we were close to Catholic. Close. So uh, I feel I have a hard time with condom condomate con. <laughs> Not condiments. She loves ketchup and mayonnaise. No. All right. That um, was funny. Condiments. Not condiments. Mustard. Condemnation. She doesn't like mustard very much. So. <laughs> Con- condemnation versus does. just feeling convicted. Yeah. So I have really struggled with that guilt and uh, trying to forgive myself and ask for forgiveness. But forgiving myself is harder than asking for. He forgives us more easily than I forgive myself. So I do struggle with that, and uh, I think a lot of people might struggle with that. You sure you want to do this? Sure. Okay. Um, Because I think that condemnation, we know in Romans it says there is therefore none. Mm -hmm. And really specifically in Romans that he's talking about is we take that as about us, but it's really about the all of nature. If you mm-hmm. read it, in, in, especially in the original Greek, mm-hmm. he's saying that all of nature, there's no combinations any longer like there was before because of what Jesus did. <clears throat> but conviction and combination, conviction is really about the Holy Spirit telling you not to do something. And right. You do it anyway. So you've been convicted of it, don't, don't do it. Uh, combination is that you're condemned to you know, the separation between you and God. Mm-hmm. That can't happen. Mm-hmm. You can't do it. I can't do it. No one in the world can do it. So the part about the guilt. Mm-hmm. You sure you're ready for this? Yeah. Okay. Oh my mind, Robert. The question. The question becomes: um, Do you feel like he loves you? Mm. So and don't answer it because I'm not asking it. It's a, it's a rhetorical question. Okay. Uh, it's about how we perceive who God is in us mm-hmm. and does he really love me? And it comes down to, do you deserve to be loved? Now from his perspective, yes, you do deserve to be loved because he's shown you how much by dying on the cross and then mm-hmm. rising again and giving you his life. Mm-hmm. But do you really believe that? So he loves you. I love you. Mm-hmm. Our other, we know many, many other people that love you, but do you know that he loves you enough to, that you deserve to be loved? My original answer, I went through this, I struggled with this for several years um, where I did not think, I did not accept, and did not know that he lo- that I was lovable. Yeah. <clears throat> and it not, doesn't really matter who I am or what, I'm, what I've done. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's whether we can accept that we're lovable and that we can accept his love to us. He gives it. Right. That doesn't mean you accept it. Mm-hmm. So in your own mind... You don't think you deserve it hmm. until you get past the fact that you do deserve it because it it's not really about you. Right. It's about him. Mm-hmm. So deser- deserving is kind of an irrelevant thing. Mm-hmm. But because we're living in this world, we're tied to this body, and we, we think like this, then the idea is, do I deserve to be loved? Yeah, and it's almost like... Uh it's dumb because it's it defeats what he wants us to have, and I struggle with that, and I shouldn't, because he absolutely did that for me, and mm-hmm. you know. But we struggle with it. Okay, I'm pointing back and forth between the two of us because it's our family. Just point at yourself. Just point at yourself. <laughs> One finger at her, but that's four back at me. Wait, I have six fingers. Anyway, <clears throat> but we struggle with it because Dad left. 
Yeah. We struggle with it because Dad said, I don't love you enough to stick around. Right. We struggle with it because that made us, in our hearts and minds, unlovable. If Dad can't love us, yeah. how could God? Yeah. So the struggle becomes getting past that, mm-hmm. that he was an earthly man. Yeah. But to us, and this is true in general, for those of you listening, mm-hmm. this is true for you, believe it or not. Your first idea of God was your, your dad. Your father. Yes. Yeah. And so if he was a harsh man, then you see God as a harsh, harsh God. If he was a lovable man, you see him as God is lovable. Yeah. If you if he was someone who left you, mm-hmm. then trust issues become into play and say, you're not lovable enough for me to stick around. Mm. So you think that about God too. So what we end up doing is putting up barriers and saying, I'm going to keep God at arm's length mm-hmm. because I'm not lovable enough. Yeah. So conviction is one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it just... Man, you're going to make me cry. Stop. I mean, you know, this is good stuff. <laughs> this is good stuff. stuff I struggled with. I, know. I I went, you know, God called me out of ministry for two years mm-hmm. and sat me down. <clears throat> and I went through a little study book. Mm-hmm. And there was times I'd throw it across the room. Lori, tell you. I'd throw it across the room and I'd scream and holler and just, no, yeah. this can't be true. Yeah. But it wow. was. Well, the cool thing is, yeah, you know, Dad left us. That's not the cool thing, but <laughs> that is not cool. But that well, we he gave us make light of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was very hurtful. Um, that he gave us a stepfather that has uh, more than enough oh, yeah. uh, made up for that. Yeah, Bubba is groovy. He is. Yes, a cool that is his dude. name, Bubba. Bubba. Yeah, and here's uh, here's another cool thing that Missy didn't say is our dad later in life before he died came to know Jesus. That's right, he did. And it changed his life. Not all of it. He still dealt with a lot of struggles that we all watched him do. And we struggled with his struggles. Yeah. Because we didn't see the new dad. Mm-hmm. All we saw was the old dad coming back and doing some of the same stuff. But he did. not I'm going to get to see him in heaven. I know. That's going to be cool to see who he really was meant to be. Yeah. Like. Oh, I love the way you said that. That's right. Yeah. We're going to see who he was meant to be. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of So What Do You Think? We hope you will subscribe to our podcast and continue listening. You can currently find us on Spotify, Stitcher, or Apple. Just simply type So What Do You Think in the search bar and the podcast should come up. You can also reach out to Robert and Missy with your questions or comments at swduthink at gmail.com. That's S-W-D-Y-O-U. T-H-I-N-K at gmail.com. They welcome your questions. It's fun to learn these things about the Bible that you may not know in this fun format. Now stay tuned for a sneak peek of next week's episode. You, you don't have that desire inside of you to be filled. Because God's already filled it. Are you to that point yet where you don't get offended? Yes. Ever? So you can call me a name now? Because I would really get hurt. <laughs> You've heard me say, and everybody, no, 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 no. everybody that's going to get this early has heard me say, my one feeling was hurt. My one feeling. <laughs> I'm not quite there yet, but I can see you are very, very, I would call it laid back, but I guess it could be called. Do you call me lazy? No. She called me I'm Laid hurt. back. My one feeling was hurt. <laughs> you just got offended in me.